Hello everyone, and welcome back to Around the World in 80 Events, the podcast. On this episode, we're going to be arriving by bus to Christchurch. Christchurch on the South Island of New Zealand is going to take us through some amazing events and give you a flavour of just what a small city has the big impact that it really truly had when it came to the events within New Zealand. Christchurch sits just the South Island, as I said, and attending these events and getting the access I did on my trip in 2019, I got to really have a flavour of the importance of events and culture for the people in Christchurch. This city has had a traumatic past, had an earthquake in 2011 that completely flattened the city, but now there is a rebuild that's a new horizon. It's a rebuild that's taken the world by storm. And Christchurch, I believe, will be a city that the world has to watch out for the offerings and of the engagement and the energy that it brings. So firstly, we're going to have a music festival. Yes, that's right. Event number nine. We're going to Electric Avenue. I need a dollar, dollar, dollar is what I need. Aloe Black, singing at me as he needed a dollar, as I was holding on to the front of the stage, the mojo barrier, and just watching behind me the thousands that were enjoying this Electric Avenue Festival. I do apologise for the singing, but event number nine really was that energetic, with three stages, and a stage that was hidden behind the loose, um, with the amplification of the speakers, and the stages all getting put up, and being managed by those that work within the festival scene in Christchurch. The weekend alone that I was there, it was mobbed and they had 25 artists in 11 hours every day and it was it was more than just a music festival, you know, it was it was something that was really at the heartbeat and pumping through Christchurch blood. The people brought in, uh, bought into the festival, which is really important when you go to a, such a, a city that has a community feel to it. The love of the citizens really creates engagement. The musicians then feel it in response and when they are engaging with it and they're getting something from the crowd, then that in return gives them the feeling of being part of this spectacular event. They're talking about the spectacular event. The event's been happening for years and it's brought by a company who really do focus on developing events and really benefiting the Christchurch environment. The music was loud and I felt like an old man as I ventured around, but actually as I looked around I was probably, for about four hours of the day, I was probably one of the oldest and the reason is that this event happens to just fall on the University Orientation Week within Christchurch, which means that 75% of the crowd that were there were actually freshers, uh, students who were all dropped off by bus and for the first time ever, probably without their parents, they were at a music festival in a big city because a lot of them do come from smaller towns and villages around the South Island. Now, they were, you know, they were experiencing something that I had been fortunate to experience in the past, so I knew I knew what to do, but as they were collecting their wristbands to put their money on, and as they're, you know, they're going for their first drink, or they're going to get meal, and they've not got a jacket on because it's going to be cold later, and I'm walking around listening to Aloe Black, for many of these people, they were actually their first time ever experiencing a festival. Experiencing something that was giving them a different perspective of life and a real escapism as their phone was connected to the hand and they're taking photos and videos constantly of all the artists that they've probably never seen before, including Orbital, who were a very interesting 80s techno DJs, would you say? 
Now, what's it really interesting is in 2020, Christchurch was one of very few cities that had a summer season when it came to events. And their summer season, yes, was brought to a kind of close when it came to the coronavirus pandemic. And a lot of concerts, international artists were actually delayed or else actually couldn't get into the country because of restrictions with regards to travel. However, then we get to October. And the world is kind of still closing uh, and opening and there's not really much direction for positive engagement with regards to how the events industry really is, you know, moving forward. But in Christchurch in New Zealand, venues are full. They're safe and sound and the industry is back up and running. International artists are nowhere to be seen, but this is giving a concert and a memorable experience for a local artist. For a band who maybe had a dream, who literally for, you know, for that one moment, that one night, they were getting something that was allowing them to, to really, you know, live a dream. But then you get Spark Arena, and 12,000 people were at a concert within Spark Arena, and at the same time, this TikTok influencer, Benny, their name was, was streaming to the world from this venue. It was a new approach to a concert, it was a new approach to engagement. And you've probably never thought about, in the past, putting a concert that you're going to watch through TikTok or through an online platform in your diary. But that's because there was nothing else. So if you could watch it from New Zealand and allow yourself to really, um, you know, immerse in this concert, then a country that have well controlled the coronavirus pandemic is able to then flourish just like they are this year. They've got all these events coming back, they've got music coming back, they've got shows coming back, they've got the locals and the residents are going to buy in, not tourists because they're not allowed at the moment, but this gives this opportunity of a promise um, to the to the actual people of Christchurch and other cities in New Zealand that music and art can be part of their life. It can be, and this in itself is a is a great thing, and, and for me, being in these cities and, and experiencing what it's like to be in... Uh, middle of a crowd in Christchurch, I know that they will cherish it and love it and not, you know, not move upon that opportunity. But the other element of interesting fact is that the the arts minister within New Zealand is actually, you know, they're 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 wanting international artists back, of course, because it can only get so many uh, artists in New Zealand to be doing tours constantly in the same running orders and that kind of thing. But what's really interesting is they're they're going to be putting them up maybe in self-isolation for luxury self-isolation and, you know, giving them the opportunity, like Guns N' Roses, they're one of the New Zealand's um, first post-COVID tour, hopefully, um, in November of this year, and giving them the luxury um, of isolating. But of course, that comes with rules. And it's, it's really interesting that now these rules all apply, whereas bands are way back in the day. We're flying city to city, country to country, really without a border as such, because there were rock stars. Whereas now coronavirus has brought that curtain down and it's brought something that's changing that landscape. Will Aloe Black be singing He Needs a Dollar? Or will go Guns N' Roses, will they take us to Paradise City? Or will it be a dose of November rain? Well, we'll see. But as they'll probably say is, welcome to the jungle. Do you like that? That was a wee joke there. Music festivals uh, globally, you know, you know, did take a hit. Uh, around you know around New Zealand as well but I I hope that when the next time that Electric Avenue opens its gates and the people walk into it and immerse themselves in it which they will be shortly I know that they will cherish that engagement because they know what it's like to not have opportunities and 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 to be able to sing live music will allow people to really 
understand the importance it can bring to people's lives. And there's nothing like meeting new friends at festivals, turning around and all of a sudden there's someone having a drink with you when you didn't actually even have a drink in the first place. They've gave you and you don't even know if it's alcohol. But instead, you've got that moment that right now we're all missing. And we're missing because we have to miss it to be able to not have mass gatherings so that this virus can subside. Whereas in New Zealand, if they can keep meeting people and you can keep having friends and, you know, keep that engagement going, then that's beneficial for the world to see that things are possible when it's well controlled. Now let's move on to the next event in Christchurch. Let's move on to event 10, the South Island Lantern Festival. This cultural celebration was really an important event within my diary. I was volunteering at it. I was more than volunteering. I was actually going to be working side by side with the project manager, who was just an absolute gem. And the thing was about this event, it was ran by the council, but it was delivered by the community. They were the ones that came out and celebrated the success of of you know of, of a gathering of people. They were the ones that came in the Chinese foods and the entertainment with the dragon dancers and a festival celebration really and it was straight after Chinese New Year. The city wanted, and this was on the same weekend may I add, as Electric Avenue, the city wanted and was brought alight by something that was just giving so much energy to the riverbanks as restaurants that weren't even part of the festival were overflowing and it brought business opportunities that was allowing people to really identify with their town centre. And that's the importance of cultural celebrations. The impact of not just identifying with the culture, but identifying with the city it happens in. 30,000 people on the Friday night when I was working away were meandering through streets to, to the taste and the smell of foods from all the food stalls that were set up. Or they were engaging with some of the sponsor activations. Or they were sitting watching the stages. Or watching the world go pie. Which in itself, when you go to something that's made by the community, can be so beautiful, not just immersing yourself in it, but just watching the community just enjoy themselves. And this is the thing about planned entertainment. Discovery is so important. You know, watching the event and, and feeling the event, it wasn't actually, and when I got to see spectators, they weren't necessarily engaging with the first thing that they would see, whether it was a food stall or anything like that. They'd be walking along and be surprised by something by a street performance that would all of a sudden be planned and just crop up. And that's it that's it that's the real beauty and the real authenticity you know that word. Um that that these events can have. And yes, I was walking about with cabling and fencing and cable ties and everything like that and, and I was dressed up in my yellow high vis, but this event also was about people walking away with a new understanding of culture. And you have a new way of enjoying the lanterns that were brightening up every pathway. Taking a photo and actually remembering back, but maybe in the future, remembering how importance, important that culture was to that community. And in 2019, we got to really, well, I got to really understand that community events are where Christchurch's future is. And that's even more important right now when the international borders of course are closed, but they have the buy-in from the citizens of the city. 
as I watched as people would buy and spend and laugh and take photos and everything like that, they were not just taking photos to fill up their phone, but taking photos to share, which is so important within a time that we can say to people, look where I am. In this community event, which it was but on a bigger scale and of course had a lot of political and social impacts and legacy, but actually it was about saying to people, look at what we can deliver. And I do salute Christchurch because I know that they can deliver this all again. And they will, with everything that will, will with everything that will come from 2020, they'll bring a new future for themselves in 2021. The two events that I've mentioned of Electric Avenue and, and the South Island Lantern Festival really have given the city identity. And I hope you've enjoyed this whistle-stop tour of both of them, but also the future that community events that are based about, upon the residents of the city are just as important as the ones that bring in international audiences because the residents will always be there. They're always your beating heart. They're always the ones to actually appreciate anything that you do. And for me, that's so important in Christchurch. We've not finished with Christchurch because there's more events coming up. Have certainly put an emphasis on delivering the best that they can do. And I fully applaud them for it. So that was Christchurch. A whistle-stop tour of a city with a big heart and a big vision and a massive future. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you soon as the adventure of Around the World in 8 Events continues as we take you on a journey to analyse my trip in 2019 of Around the World in 8 Events, but also assess and think about what the events post-pandemic of COVID-19 are going to be. Have a great day.